This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's podcast episode, I'm going to tell you how you can lose weight without causing havoc with your hormones. So a lot of you may be in the situation where prior you have lost weight and then that has resulted in having hormonal issues or potentially you do suffer with things like PCOS, endometriosis, maybe thyroid conditions and you're thinking, how can I effectively lose weight and it not make my hormones absolutely go haywire? So I'm going to give you four tips today. But before we jump into that, I want to say, please, if you haven't already and you enjoy this podcast episode, leave a rating and a review. Uh, if you do screenshot it, send, send it to me on Instagram and you'll go into the running to win a $100 Gymshark voucher. Once per month, I give that away. So if you haven't, please do that. It'll take 10 seconds of your time and it means the absolute world to me. All right, so this is going to be a a bit of a mini episode. I want to just kind of smash out these four points. Um, And obviously this is going to, each individual person is going, their body is going to react to a deficit quite differently, especially if you do have underlying maybe autoimmune disorders or you do have hormonal issues, the first thing you want to do is make sure before you go into a deficit that that is actually under control because if that's not, I don't know, if you're not managing that as is at the moment, then a deficit's probably just going to add more stress which is going to result in exacerbating the issues. That's the first thing I want to say. However, if you are wanting to go into a deficit and you want to make sure that your hormone health stays as healthy as possible, number one hack is going to be not to drop your fats too low. So we have three macronutrients. You've got carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Now, two of those are essential macronutrients, meaning we need them in order to survive, right? You don't eat fats, you will eventually die. You don't eat protein, you will eventually die. Morbid, I know, but it just is what it is. Now, what is really easy to do when you are wanting to drop calories is to remove them from fats. And the reason for that is because, you know, if you were cooking a meal and you cooked with olive oil, then if you were to take away the olive oil that you use to cook that meal, you're not going to actually kind of feel it, right? Where, and you can, let's say a, a tablespoon of olive oil is 120 calories. If you were to remove that and replace it for like a, I don't know, spray oil, then you can still consume that meal and it still feel like you're having a full meal. However, if you were to take that from carbohydrates, you've got to take away like 100 calories from, I don't know, the rice that you're consuming, or you would have to take away 100 calories from the protein that you're consuming and you're going to feel that more. So shaving off fats is really easy in a deficit and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if we drop them too low, that's going to cause a whole lot of issues. Now, You really shouldn't be going, when you look at your total calorie intake, most women should not ever be dropping lower than 20% of their total calories. Um, So 20% of their total calories minimum should come from fats. You know, and if you have come from a history of having hormonal issues, I would probably even say maybe going for the 30% just to be on the safe side. So you wanna do that calculation Another kind of way to think about it is if you are at a healthy weight, 
to really go for about one gram per kilo of your body weight. Um, that's a really good guide as well. However, sometimes in the past, what we have found with our girls is that it's not necessarily when they have had hormonal issues, like they've had at a regular cycle, that they actually, their total calorie intake hasn't necessarily been the issue. It's been the ratio of their macronutrients and they actually just need to increase their fats. And we'll talk about fats, you know, you can get an amazing source of fats from things like avocado, olive oil is amazing, avocado oil is really good, nuts are fantastic and uh, actually oily fish as well, I highly recommend that because you're getting your omega-3s too. Um, so making sure that you're including those into your diet is going to be really important. Also, um, fats do help with the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins too. So it's vitamin A, D, E and K, I believe. And um, they're also really vital uh, for, obviously, for your overall functioning body, but also when we're thinking about things like skin health, bone health as well. Um, so don't drop your fats too low. Quick interruption. So if you want to win a $100 Gymshark voucher, I give one away per month to anyone that leaves a rating, review and subscribes to the podcast. All you need to do is take a screenshot of that rating, review, send it to me on Instagram at Method podcast Instagram page and you will go into the running. All right, back to the podcast. Point number two is going to avoid excessive exercise. So I talk about this all the time. Exercise is wonderful and we want to move our body. However, when you're pairing a calorie deficit with excessive exercise, what you're getting is a bit of a recipe for disaster. So if you think about it, you are putting a bit of stress on your body being in the calorie deficit. When you are adding in excessive exercise into the mix there, you're kind of like doubling down on that stress. So now you're getting stress from all areas. And the first thing that your body does when it is stressed is it's going to think about and it's not getting enough food in, it's going to think about, okay, well, we need to prioritise the functions in the body that are going to keep you alive and, and you know, your heart beating essentially. And usually the first thing to be impacted is your digestion and your hormonal health. And so really avoiding excessive exercise is huge. And what is really interesting is that when we work with girls in getting a regular cycle and getting their period back, the first thing that they will do is they will increase the food that they eat. And for whatever reason, that feels a lot easier than decreasing the exercise. And you're probably thinking, yeah, and I actually experienced that for myself too. It was the exercise, decreasing that, that felt the hardest. And I think the reason for that is because when you're used to moving your body so frequently, you are, you kind of, that's a new habit that you've created and formed for yourself and we also get that good feeling as well, right? After we exercise and we can sometimes rely on that. When we remove that, we've got to replace it with something else. And you can you can feel a bit uncomfortable, like, oh, I just need to be moving, like this feels unnatural. But in fact, too much of something, too much of a good thing can be bad, right? So you really want to be making sure that you're moving your body, absolutely, but it doesn't want to be excessive. Now, the, the biggest question I also get is what should my exercise look like in a calorie deficit? More than any other time, really, you want to be prioritizing strength training in a deficit. And the reason for that is because you want to hold on to as much muscle as you can in a deficit. So when you're in a, when you're in a calorie deficit, you want to lose body fat, right? 
Now, you want to be sending really strong signals to your body to hold on to muscle. We do that through strength training and we also do that through making sure that we're eating enough protein, right? Those two things together. And what girls do is they go, all right, I'm going to throw everything at the wall. I want to lose weight, therefore I'm going to eat less and I'm going to exercise heaps. And all that does is cause all of this additional stress in your body cortisol levels increase, you will lose weight initially, don't get me wrong, but that's going to be a combination of muscle and fat. And all that does is, you know, we know that the the less muscle mass you have on your body, you end up looking that quote unquote skinny fat as well as, you know, the negative impacts it has on your health, but also your metabolism as well. Okay. Number three is going to be don't stay in a deficit for too long. Nothing wrong with being in a deficit And like I said, being in a deficit, regardless of your situation, your body's going to be a little bit freaked out by it. And that's okay. But what that means is that you need to have different phases of your nutrition, right? So you can't just stay in a deficit forever. You can't. And you're actually not going to continuously lose fat either. It's a matter of being in a deficit for a period of time and you may not reach your end goal at the end of that. And that's okay, What you need to realise is that getting to your end goal takes those cycles, takes cycles of being in a deficit, coming out of a deficit, staying out of a deficit for a while. And usually a general rule of thumb is going to be double the amount of time that you, sorry, you want to take the amount of time that you were in a deficit, double it and spend time up at maintenance eating that amount. Psst, I just need to share a quick message with you all. So listen, if you are stuck under eating, over-exercising and seeing no changes in your body and you are ready to make that change, Head down to the show notes. We have an application form for our one-on-one coaching program that includes our three-phased coaching method that has helped women across the world find food freedom and improve the look of their body. All right, back to the podcast episode. All that happens and hormonally what can happen is, like I've spoken about, that stress that your body goes under in a deficit. If you think about it, you're just prolonging that and the body's like, holy guacamole, I'm stuck here in this position where I'm really not doing very well. I'm not getting enough nutrients in. And it sends out this like alert, alert, like we're not in a good place. We don't have enough food around. And so like I just spoke about earlier, one of the first things that gets impacted is our hormonal health. And this is where girls lose their period, right? Because your body doesn't want you to reproduce, doesn't want you to have a baby if it doesn't think there's enough food around. And so making sure that you are phasing your nutrition and you're not staying in a calorie deficit for really long and how long should you stay in a deficit for? That's a hard question to answer, but I would say you shouldn't be staying in a deficit any longer than 16 weeks without some kind of break. Whether that be a diet break where you come out of that deficit for a couple of weeks, whether you spend time up at maintenance, but you need to get out of that deficit. I'd say after about 16 weeks. Okay. And the very last point to keep in mind is please do not cut carbohydrates. Do not cut them. Okay. Let's talk about why carbohydrates are so important in hormone production. First of all, um, carbohydrates play an important role in your thyroid, right? So it supports the conversion um, of inactive thyroid hormones, which is your T4, into active thyroid hormones, which is your T3. Now, this is what will make sure that your uh, thyroid function is doing really well. Now, what we have found and a lot of women experience is that in their younger years, if they've spent a lot of time yo-yo dieting, majority of women have done low carb. 
so many women try low carb and even keto is a thing now. And there is, look, there's research to show that there's a lot of benefits in keto and there really is. But a lot of those studies have been done on men. Now, I'm just trying to think of her name and her last name is Sims. Doctor, that's really annoying. There is a, I'm going to actually try to get her on the podcast. You know, I'm, her name is going to pop into my head as soon as I finish recording this. Stacey Sims, Dr. Stacey Sims. Okay, please go and jump. She's got an Instagram account. She puts out such great information. But she really talks about the importance of carbohydrates for, for female hormone production and overall hormone health. And she's such a great advocate for being really realistic when it comes to having a look at these studies and the benefits of these diets and who they're done on, right? Are they done on men? And the majority of the time they are done on men. So carbohydrates play a really important role. And just remember in a deficit too, on top of that, what you want to think about is carbs. Your body loves it for energy. So when we're in a deficit, your body just without you even knowing is going to move less. You're not going to have as much energy over time and the longer you're in a deficit. So carbohydrates, once again, are actually really important in a deficit And when we put our girls into a deficit, what we usually will do is make sure that they're having that 20% of fats from their total minimum of their fats from um, uh, 20% of their total calories from fats. And then we make sure they set their protein. And then we really want to prioritize carbohydrates in particular around their workouts pre and post because we know carbohydrates, like I've just spoken about, will provide you with energy, but also it's going to really help in recovery and muscle growth as well, which is, you know, ideally really what you want. So in summary, they are the four little things you want to keep in mind when it does come to being in a calorie deficit. And I say like the majority of girls don't adhere to one or several of those when they are in a deficit. And that is what will lead to your hormones going cray cray. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this mini podcast episode. Until next week, big love, Coach Tash.